Warning, this podcast may contain graphic and triggering content. Please listen at your own risk. Each individual struggle is different and everyone's recovery and healing journey is different. Please reach out to a certified medical professional if you need help. Welcome to episode 10 of Stomp the Stigma, the podcast aimed to fight the stigma surrounding mental health through education, awareness, experiences, stories, resources, and the vulnerable truth. This week is going to be a little short and sweet. Uh, First of all, I just want to thank everyone that has listened to the podcast so far. Um, All of your love and support means the world to me. So thank you for every single play, like, uh, follow, share, review, and subscription. Every little thing matters more than you know. So thank you guys so much. From exploring... Uh, local resources, uh, researching mental health and talking to people and hearing their stories. I've learned so much about my own past and my own experiences that I didn't even know were really a part of the problem. So today I'm going to talk about some of the pieces of my story that I didn't get into in episodes two and three. And I'm also going to talk about some of the stigmas and things you should know on your own journey. Talking about everything out loud is super therapeutic for me and helps me come to terms with everything that's going on in my life while being honest with myself about everything that has happened. So bear with me while I just verbally kind of journal through my thoughts and my feelings. So to start, uh, my healing journey is and always will be ongoing, and I love that I'm continuing to learn and grow from everything that I've experienced. So after talking to a few people about their experiences in manipulative and toxic relationships, I slowly realized more and more how toxic my own relationships have been. Growing up, I had zero self-confidence and zero self-love. I was never told that I was beautiful or perfect just the way I was or just being me. And I was only ever exposed to other women that talked poorly about their own bodies and their own appearances. And I still have those people a part of my life today. So it's not the healthiest and it wasn't the healthiest growing up. And pair that with the media's portrayal of what a female body should look like. Um, Growing up with magazines and people on TV, it was so, so harmful and unhealthy. So I grew up thinking that I needed to change who I was in order to be loved. And since I had no self-love, I wanted so badly to find that love from someone else. But I felt so bad about myself that I didn't see how someone else could even love me. I didn't look like the girls in the media. I didn't look like the skinny girls at school. I was never a small kid. So whenever a boy was interested in me, I clung to them because I had finally found someone that maybe cared about me. And I thought that if I found love from somewhere else, that I could eventually love myself just as much. So I bounced from relationship to relationship, never really staying single for very long. Uh, Looking back, I feel like I missed out on so much. I missed out on being single in my 20s. I missed going out and partying with my friends, doing all the dumb things that young people do and should do to just a part of growing up. 
But most of all, I missed out on exploring and experimenting and discovering who I am and what I like. I never really got the chance to figure out what I like to do in my spare time, kind of what my style is, what my hobbies are, and I never really got to find my voice. I lived my life doing everything I could to make everyone else happy, doing whatever it took to make the people in my life love me because then I could maybe love myself just as much. But to this day, I've never dated anyone that has told me that I'm beautiful or that I'm good enough just the way I am. And to me, looking back, like that is so crazy because everybody deserves that and everybody is um, worthy of that kind of love. So I stayed in relationships much, much longer than I should have because the thought of being alone is terrifying or was terrifying. Like, I hated myself, I hated my body, I hated my entire being. I just felt like I needed somebody else to lean on and that I couldn't do life on my own. But throughout my relationships, I had people tell me that my partners weren't good for me or that I deserved better, Um, but I never really believed them because obviously I didn't have that self-confidence. Um, I thought I was like so lucky to even find someone remotely interested in me, so I always stayed. And I let them treat me however they wanted, and I did everything to make them love having me around. Towards the end of my last relationship, I had made big steps in my life towards a healthier, more positive environment. Uh, I quit my job, which was an extremely negative, stressful environment. Uh, I left the sport that I had trained in for 17 years, but it was full of body shaming and unhealthy relationships with food and my coaches. So I was feeling a lot more self-confident after all that, and I found a new gym community that was super supportive of me. And I was told on many occasions that I I deserved better relationship-wise, and and they were right, but... When I was in the midst of it all, I couldn't see any of it. And like, don't get me wrong, we had some amazing times. We have so many good memories and are actually uh, still friends to this day. But when things were good, they were really good. Um, But when things were bad, they were really bad. And I didn't even realize when we were together, like how controlling and manipulative and toxic the relationship was. Uh, and I, I don't think he did either. You know, I thought he was the one. I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with him. Uh, we had talked about getting married. We had our first dance song picked out. I even had a wedding date picked. So I really, really thought that we were going to get married. And there were always crazy ups and downs in our relationship. I never realized how manipulative and controlling the entire relationship really was. So he had been cheated on before, so he was very insecure and wouldn't let me have any friends who were men, which I understand when you've been through a situation like that, but at the same time, you kind of have to work through your own issues and not put that on me but I ended up losing a lot of my friends and in turn I only had him to turn to and to lean on and I became friends with his friends and the wives and girlfriends of his friends and we became really really close but after we broke up 
like I was left with nothing and I had nowhere to turn to. He wouldn't let me paint my nails a certain color. I wasn't allowed to wear high heels. I wasn't allowed to wear uh, lipstick. I wasn't allowed to cut my hair a certain length. You know, he monitored kind of what I ate all the time. Every time I went out to eat with friends or family, when I came home, he would always ask me what I ate. And I felt like sometimes I had to lie about it because... He was so obsessed with just every aspect of my life. And there's a few events that I remember so clearly. Uh, My sister and I, we went backpacking to Europe for five weeks. And it was our first time to a lot of the places we visited. So, of course, we were trying all the different cuisines and all the different desserts. And we had all of the pasta and pizza in Italy. Like, you name it. We tried everything. I mean, we were on vacation and enjoying ourselves and definitely indulging. So, of course, I gained a little bit of weight. Like, that's pretty normal, I think. Um, But I remember when we got back, he noticed the weight gain and he told me, that I had let myself go, that I was overweight, and that he couldn't be with someone that didn't take care of themselves. And as someone who was and still is recovering from severe body dysmorphia and eating disorders, those comments cut so deep. And those are the things that like, I will never, ever forget. But I mean, obviously, I was in the mindset of doing anything to make him happy. I knew that I'd gained weight, but I was so desperate for someone to love me that I I joined a new gym and I changed up my routine to get my body back or at least a little bit back to where it was. I know that I wasn't in the best shape to begin with, but I I wanted to change for him. Looking back on all of that with the confidence and the self-love that I have now, I would never ever let anybody treat me that way again. And I, not that I regret um, letting it happen, but uh, I, I would never go through that ever again. But looking back, I don't, I don't blame him for everything. I, I do put a little bit of the ownership on myself because I, I put up with everything and I let him treat me that way. And uh, I never really stood up for myself, which I had a hard time doing, obviously. It's so hard when you're so desperate for someone to love you um, that you just put up with anything that they do just to make them happy. So I guess everything continued for another year after those comments were made. I mean, it wasn't the first time. It wasn't the last time. All the little manipulative, toxic comments continued, of course. Um, But they, I mean, those are little things. Like, my nail polish color, okay, fine. Like, I can't wear lipstick, okay, that's fine. So they were all so small that I kind of brushed them off or changed these little things just to please him. But... At the same time, they they also ate at my self-esteem so much, um, slowly and little by little. And I don't think he knew that's what he was doing. I think deep down he was so terrified that I would cheat on him just like his ex did that he controlled me so much to the point that I couldn't do anything without him knowing. So at this new gym, 
I met an incredible community of people who are now family to me. I love them so much. And they slowly taught me what it means to truly support someone in a positive and uplifting way. And I began to love myself little by little. And over the course of the next year, I think I slowly realized that I deserved more out of a relationship and I wanted more um, out of a partner. And I still remember the exact comment that he made um, that made me realize that it was over. So now I've been single for the past year and a half for the first time in my entire life. Um, I finally didn't jump into a new relationship right away, which I am really, really happy about. And I've had so much time to be with myself. Um, I've had so much time to discover what I like, what I want out of life, uh, who I want to be. And I now understand what kind of a partner I want in life. I don't want someone who's going to control me or want to change me. Um, And I would never want to do that to someone else, but I just want somebody who's going to be there for me and support me through whatever I want to do. Um, And I would be there for them, but it's also really nice to have somebody there to experience um, everything with you and celebrate everything. I mean, this past year uh, during COVID, I've kind of been forced to live with myself and kind of discover who I am and uh, spend time getting to know who I am and accepting who I am and kind of not um, hating myself as much anymore. So I guess in my most recent relationship, like we both definitely had our own issues to work through and grow from. And I, I really don't think that we could have done that together, but I know he's also done a lot of self-discovery in the past year, just like I am, and I'm so proud of him for that, and we're finally in a place where we can be friends and be supportive of each other, which a lot of people kind of judge me for and kind of don't really understand um, being friends with somebody that kind of put you through all of that, but um, I think we're both completely different people now. And uh, we kind of understand what each other has been through. And yeah, it's it's nice. So do I have any regrets from the whole experience? No. Um, I don't have any regrets in life because I think without each and every experience, uh, I would definitely not be where I am today. Like without it all, I wouldn't have found my gym family. I wouldn't have found my incredible friends that will be there um, for me and with me until the very end. Um, like I, I wouldn't have started this podcast if I hadn't gone through everything and all my experiences and downfalls and uh, wanting to help people and um, not wanting anyone else to experience the same thing that I've been through. Uh, I wouldn't have expanded my my blog. I wouldn't have found all my passions in life. So I, I am really grateful for the experiences that have allowed me to become who I really am. Uh, I may have missed out on a lot in my 20s, but I'm making up for it all now. And I am loving every minute of it. This past year has been an incredible year of self-growth 
love, confidence, and and respect, which I think is very important. And I'm at the point in my life where I know that I'll find somebody that will be happy to explore life with me and love me for me while uh, respecting and supporting me and my passions. But for now, if someone doesn't do that for me, then they aren't the one for me. And that's okay. Um, And that alone has taken such a long time for me to accept. And I really hope that everyone listening to this knows that too. You deserve somebody who's going to respect and support you um, for you and not for their idea of who they want you to be. Okay, moving on. Um, If you've made it this far, thank you for listening to my verbal journal. Um, Stuff like that is very therapeutic for me. So moving on. Um, One thing I've learned in 2020 is that I'm so much more than my illnesses. Uh, I'm so much more than my body and my depression And just because I struggle with mental health issues doesn't mean that I'm not deserving of the same things as everyone else. So I want to remind everyone that you are valid and you are worthy and you're deserving of life and of love and of happiness and don't ever settle for someone or something because you think that you don't deserve better because you do. There are a few questions that... I love to ask my guests, so I wanted to share my own answers with you guys as well, Um, because I don't, I mean, I do, I do give my own answers at the same time sometimes, but I'm going to share the answers with you guys right now. Uh, The first question is, is there a stigma that bothers you the most or one that you hear most often that isn't true? So for me... Okay, I love hearing everybody's answer to this question because it's always different and it's always a new perspective every time. So for me, um, the one that bothers me the most is when people say that they're so depressed, um, even when they don't have depression. Like the average person complains about being depressed and that bothers me so much. Like I understand that everyone has bad days and everyone feels down, like that's just a normal part of life. But people that don't have depression don't know what it's like to not be able to get out of bed for the day, to feel like the world is closing in on you, to feel like you're worthless and useless and a burden to everyone around you. Like you don't know what it's like when getting dressed for the day is a huge accomplishment and maybe it's the biggest accomplishment of your day. Like that's a big deal for us. And You don't know what it's like to isolate yourself for no reason, even when you need people the most, or what it's like to sit in a room full of people that love and support you, yet feel completely, completely alone. So please, please be careful what words you use and how you use them. It really does hurt uh, more than you know. I mean, everyone is allowed to have their bad days, of course. But please just call it what it is, a bad day. There's also a stigma that if you have a mental illness, then you can't function in society. Like if you have a mental health issue, then there's something wrong with you. And that's not the case at all. I think I have my life figured out more than most adults and definitely more than most people my age. Um, I mean, 
like I own my own home. I have a job that I love. I have hobbies that make me happy. Like I know who I am and what I want out of life. I have my friends to support me, my best friends um, that are going to be there with me till the very end. I own my own business. I have this podcast. I run a successful food blog. Like I have no debt except for my mortgage. Like, and I'm not trying to brag about these things, but um, I just feel like I have my life figured out and life is so much fun and I get excited every day to wake up and do the things that I love And I I just, I really wish that everyone in the world could find the same happiness and excitement for life because it is the most incredible feeling and everybody deserves um, to reach this point. So yes, I have my bad days, of course. I think about death on a regular basis and I have to constantly manage my triggers, my reactions, uh, my emotions, but that doesn't make me any less capable than anyone else. Next question. Um, Looking back at your journey, is there anything you would have done differently? For me, I don't think so. I, I didn't have the support that I wanted from the people in my life at the time. So without going through everything that I did and having everything play out the way that it did, I wouldn't have found the support group that I have now. Um, I think if when I kind of came out to my family a few years ago, if they were super supportive and there for me, then I would have wanted to do it earlier because I think having that support earlier on in life would have been so much easier for everything. But um, with the response that I got, I don't think I would have done anything uh, differently. And if I had done anything differently um, and taken a different path than I did I definitely wouldn't be in the same place in life that I am now and I'm so grateful for where I'm at and uh, the person that I've kind of become um, today next question is what advice would you give someone struggling with their own mental health issues or what advice do you wish you had received yourself so I wish that I'd been told when I was a kid that what I was feeling wasn't normal. I didn't know that feeling left out and like nobody wanted me around or that I had no place at school was kind of a side effect of the depression and the anxiety. Uh, I didn't know that all the negativity and pushing people away and ruining friendships because I felt like a burden and unwanted was the result of my illness. But at the same time, nobody else really knew that's what it was either. Like, I wasn't truly diagnosed until I was in university. So I don't know if anyone could have even given me that advice when I was a kid. I also wish that when I was younger, I could have learned how to love myself and not seek approval or love from other people. I wish that I had role models that showed me how to love myself and... um, kind of showed me that they loved themselves as well so that I could kind of find love internally without seeking it from another source. But I also think that that is something that comes with time. 
And as you grow up and experience life and learn, I think the environment that you find yourself in can really influence your opinion of yourself. And it's a very hard thing to develop um, that self-love when you're when you're young. So those are things that I wish I had, but at the same time, I don't know if they would have been possible. Okay, what advice would you give to the people supporting someone who is struggling with their mental health? Uh, the number one thing, I actually, I remember at my previous job, um, they had a, a mental health week and they had sent out emails every day kind of with tips on mental health and um, kind of facts about different illnesses and stuff like that so that people were more aware of it. And um, it had come straight from our VP. And I remember responding to the email, like thanking him for doing this and sending out these tips because mental health is so important to me and I had been struggling for so long and I was so happy that they were finally uh, doing something and kind of educating um, their employees. And the VP replied back to me actually directly. This was a huge company. So it was, it was very rare that you got to talk to somebody so high up. Um, but he replied to me and he said that his wife had recently opened up to him about her own struggles and he had no idea that it was even happening. And I was saying this to someone the other day, actually, when someone is struggling and they don't want you to know, they will make sure that you don't know. So we do everything that we can to hide it from the world because there's such a stigma around um, even having these issues that if we don't want you to know, then you won't. So anyways, going back to the story, um, my VP had no idea what his wife had been going through and it had opened his eyes so much. So he That's when he decided to send out these emails to the rest of the company. And the one thing that he asked me is, do you have any advice for me to help my wife? Like, what can I do to be there for her? What does she need from me? And the one thing that I said to him was, you can't make it go away. I know a lot of the time we want to fix other people's problems, but with mental illness, you can't. And I had the same discussion with my ex as well. Uh, He was one of those people that was always a fixer. Like if you had a problem, he would fix it. He was always the one to make it better. And so trying to get him to understand that with mental illness, it's not something that you can fix and it's not something that you can make go away. It's not going to disappear overnight. That is something that was really, really hard for him to understand. But you just have to try because you can't. You can't just make it go away. You just have to communicate with that person about how they're feeling and what they need from you to help them feel better. And for me... That's usually just having somebody there like you don't even have to really talk to me, but just I mean, if we have a normal conversation, we don't have to talk about the problems or anything, but just having somebody there, um, just somebody there for you, it, it, it helps so much. So just know that you'll not be you won't be able to make it go away. But uh, if you're tired of having to deal with it over and over again, 
the person that has the illness has been doing it a lot longer than you have, so be kind. Okay, one more question. Um, do you think you will struggle with your illness for the rest of your life? Um, yes, I absolutely will. Um, I Obviously, it's a completely different um, struggle than when I was younger. But yes, it will always be there with me. Uh, there's no cure for BPD. There's no cure for depression. It's something that I'm going to live with every single day as a result of genetics and my chemical makeup and the environment in which I grew up, they're all contributing factors. Um, and it will always be a part of my life, but the way that I've learned to control it and manage it gets better every single day. So it makes it easier to live with as I get older, but it's always going to be there. And I'm always going to have my bad days. I'm always going to have my triggers. Um, but it, I don't think it'll ever be as bad as it was now that I'm moving forward and learning more and more about myself and my experiences and kind of the characteristics of my own issues. Okay, those are some of the main questions that I love asking my guests to hear their perspectives. If you guys have any more questions for me, send me a DM on Instagram um maybe I'll do a Q&A episode in the future um maybe I'll bring on some other guests to help me answer those questions so send them my way if you have them um and if you'd like to come on to answer these questions yourself or even just do this whole verbal journal therapy thing uh let me know because I would love to have you on um, and if you've made it this far if you've made it to the end thank you so much for listening you are all incredible and thank you so much for all the love and support i hope that if you're listening to this my perspective um and my journey can help you a little bit and uh, make it a little bit more normalized to talk about these things because life is beautiful and you should not be afraid to live your life and live in your own body so thank you guys <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in today. Feel free to reach out at any time. You can contact me on Instagram and Facebook at StompTheStigmaYYC, and you can email me at StompTheStigmaYYC at gmail.com. If you like the podcast, please like and subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. And if you or someone you know would like to come on, I would love to have you. Share your story, speak your truth, and together we can stomp the stigma.